So if we are courageous together, you know, and we come from a place of love for the, for the people around us, the very local level, you know, we can design small businesses or small business models or programs or products, you know, that are, that are able to help begin to heal those divides too. You know, from Groundswell's perspective, the small step that we can take is sharing power with solar. This is Groundbreakers, a show about social entrepreneurs and the innovation they lead. Welcome to another episode of Groundbreakers Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian DeBurs, and welcome, Michelle. Thank you, Sebastian. It's wonderful to be here with you today. Excited to have Groundswell on the show today. And let's start off talking about what does community power mean? Well, community power to Groundswell is, is literal and it's figurative. You know, we work as a nonprofit community solar developer and subscriber management organization. I know that sounds terribly wonky. We work building community solar projects that are designed to share power at neighbors to neighbors and also bringing an investment in clean energy into neighborhoods in our communities that really need it most. So when Groundswell thinks about community power, we think about solar power, we think about economic empowerment. And what, what communities does it serve? Groundswell's work building community power focuses on lower income communities. So these may be neighborhoods where you know, families really struggle to pay the bills. It may be neighborhoods that struggle more with unemployment and neighborhoods that may not get a whole lot of investment. And with solar power creating one in 50 new jobs in America today, we want to make sure those big, beautiful blue solar panels are visible everywhere and are creating economic opportunity for everyone. So Michelle, tell us, what is the story behind Groundswell? How did this, how did something get created out of nothing? So um, I want to tell you a little bit about my own personal story first to create that connection. So I grew up in rural Georgia in a little town called LaGrange. It was a textile town. All my grandparents on both sides grew up working in the cotton mills. And I have to tell you, it was my absolute worst nightmare to end up back in LaGrange, in my hometown, working in a textile company after my graduate education here in D.C. Um, but that is exactly what happened, and um, it was the biggest blessing ever. I went to work uh, for Ray Anderson and Interface Inc. My title was Director of eBusiness, which totally dates me to the early days of the internet. Um, but it was right after Ray made a commitment for Interface to be the very first sustainable company in the world. And I got to see in my little hometown how you could connect purpose with profit, how you could do well by doing good, and how one man's commitment to sustainability really fundamentally changed my little hometown in some wonderful ways. And that inspired my own work, you know, from that point forward throughout my entire career. For Groundswell, uh, Groundswell was founded in 2009 by a group of young organizers off the Obama campaign who wanted to bring that community organizing approach to getting things done 
to connecting lower income communities with energy efficiency and good green jobs. So that was the spirit of Groundswell's formation. So when I joined the team in 2015, you know, fast forward a few years and a whole lot of changes in the energy marketplace, community solar was just emerging as a solution and it seemed like the most perfect thing in the world for Groundswell's roots in community organizing uh, to connect to building community power. For me personally, having also served President Obama, um, I'd had a real aha moment that um, even though I, I, I grew up in a small town, you know, my, my grandparents all worked really hard to make ends meet. You don't exactly earn a whole lot of money working in a textile mill. Nothing I had done in my entire career, um, despite, you know, a lot of solid accomplishments from an environmental perspective, would have delivered any direct benefits to my grandparents. And so coming to Groundswell, you know, working with the organization and the team here to build community power, you know, is a way to give back. And uh, give back not just to the planet, but give back to people, which matters at least as much, if not more. Tell us a little bit more about connecting purpose and profit, or how this, how does this theory of change of Groundswell operate? Sure. So connecting purpose to profit is something that's, uh, that's been an inspiration for me throughout my career. And I've had the opportunity, without really understanding it at the time, you know, to work in some pretty pioneering social enterprises. And I think that that connecting purpose to profitability, doing well by doing good, is a fundamental challenge of the social entrepreneur. You know, whether you're in a nonprofit environment and you're working to create earned income opportunities that are really supporting your mission and your marketplace, or if you're in a for-profit environment and you want to make sure that you're delivering as many social and environmental benefits as you are economic benefits to your investors. So for me, and for Groundswell, uh, connecting you know, purpose to profitability or to real economic opportunity, economic sustainment, is about finding right ways and by right ways, I mean ways that are really grounded in our principles and in our values and our mission of delivering opportunity, delivering solar projects, delivering related job training, de delivering electricity cost benefits in a way that Groundswell is able to recover its costs um, to be able to you know, pay our own keep, if you will, you know, based on the value of what we're bringing to the community. Who are Groundswell's neighbors? Who who served? So Groundswell is headquartered in D.C. It's our hometown, but we focus at the local level. So we work in Washington, D.C. We work just up the road in Baltimore. Um, we're developing a project in my little hometown of LaGrange, Georgia. And um, we're also advising some folks in New York about how they can build community power, too. So most of our partners are in the faith community. They're congregations. And there's a good reason for that. Um, in, uh, in Washington and in Baltimore and a lot of big cities, there's tremendous pressure for gentrification. You know, real estate is just worth so much um, in some places that uh, community organizations are under a lot of pressure to sell, you know, take the money and move somewhere less expensive. And um, churches are anchors of their community. Uh, regardless of what faith, you know, that organization may happen to, to represent. It's where people go when their kids don't have a coat in the winter. You know, it's where they go when they can't pay their electricity bills. So to work 
with congregations in the communities that we serve to deploy solar projects on their roofs, over their parking lots, on you know a little lot that they may not be using, and to generate solar power um, with those congregations that then they share, you know, with people in their neighborhoods who are struggling to make ends meet, um, is the way that we work, and um, that's how we begin to build community power in service to our neighbors. Creating community power just from the start. Groundswell enters a community. How does it create community power? So the best way to explain that may be to share an example with you. Um, Groundswell is working with a church, the Empowerment Temple in Baltimore. And we're also working very closely with their affiliated community development corporation, the Economic Empowerment Coalition. Our shared vision is to deliver a community solar project uh, that really lives up to the promise of how solar power uh, can drive economic empowerment. So that project will be about a 330 kilowatt community solar project. So that's enough to serve maybe 100 households, if you can imagine that. So we could cut electricity use in half for 100 households. Um, the project will be one of the very first community solar projects in the state of Maryland. It has integrated battery storage, so it's designed to improve the resilience of the community. So literally, the Empowerment Temple will be a shelter in the storm. If the grid goes down, their lights will be on. And vulnerable people in the neighborhood, so if you think about elderly people who may be more sensitive to hot and cold, who may have medications that have to stay refrigerated, they'll be able to go to the Empowerment Temple to take shelter. And then we'll work with the Economic Empowerment Coalition to identify and enroll families who are struggling to pay their bills, you know, who can really benefit from that electricity cost savings. And then through that partnership, with TEEC, with the Empowerment Coalition, those same families will also be surrounded by other opportunities to help them, you know, regain their financial stability from kind of uh, financial literacy 101 um, to courses that they offer and how to buy your first home. And then lastly, you know, our partners on that project on the battery storage component of the vision, AF Mensa, are also committed uh, to helping to support economic opportunity at the local level. So we look at our supply chain, because a lot goes into building a solar project. There's a lot of stuff. There are electrical engineers, there are licensed electricians, there are contractors, there are people who weld steel, and lots of different economic opportunities there. Um, but we'll be leveraging that supply chain, you know, how we select contractors, how we offer apprenticeships, to make sure that anybody in the Empowerment Temple's neighborhood who sees that beautiful community solar project will know somebody who got trained on that job, will know somebody who maybe found a pathway, you know, to a career. So you're already folding the community into the project in its building and construction stage. So when it's finished, it's not where you start. You've already involved the community at that point. That's amazing. Exactly. And I think that, um, in fact, I don't just think I know that the potential of community solar, when we think about how we organize those projects, is to create projects that are really aligned with the values and the needs of the places we're serving. Another great example is a project we're developing here in Washington, D.C. with the monastery. And the monastery has a mission of service. 
and was excited about community solar because it was a way to connect their mission to their surrounding community in a way that um, didn't currently exist in the context of their monastic practice, which was much more, you know, inside their four walls. So that project we're developing as uh, what we think will be Washington, D.C.'s first pollinator-friendly PV project. Um, so the solar panels themselves will be mounted on the ground with flowers and grasses that actually help to enhance the habitat of birds and bees and you know all the little critters we love. Um, it's very much in alignment with the values of the friars. It will enhance the beauty of the neighborhood and it will help to supply electricity to more than 70 families, including 17 low-income households who will save more than $160,000 on their electricity costs over the life of the project. So Michelle, you came to DC for graduate school from Georgia. You went back to Georgia, came back to DC as the CEO of Groundswell, but Groundswell is also operating in Georgia. What is it like for you to really have impact in your own community, in your own hometown? I am so grateful to be able to bring what I've learned and what we're doing here together at Groundswell to my hometown. Not just because it's my hometown, but because when we think about sustainability and clean energy and where have those benefits really accrued, where has the investment been made, urban America has disproportionately benefited. And there's a good reason for that up until this point, I think, because if you thinking about it from a climate perspective, cities generate a whole lot more greenhouse gas pollution than rural areas do. But when you think about it from a jobs and economic opportunity perspective, rural America is perhaps even more in need, more than 90% of the persistent poverty counties in America, for instance, are served by rural electric cooperative utilities, not even the big IOUs. So if we shift our focus to think about people as well, and also, you know, how we change hearts and minds, being able to bring these sustainability-oriented solutions that deliver on economic competitiveness, that deliver on quality of life, um, that help support affordability, we have to include rural America too, and um, small towns and hometowns uh, that a lot of us came from. So when Groundswell starts a major solar energy project, for example, how does it give that community the ownership of that project after it's finished building? Groundswell always starts with understanding a community's values. So if we're out, for instance, talking to a pastor um, or talking to a local leader or a neighborhood leader about uh, what we do, we do a lot of listening, right? Our mission is building community power. To build community power, you have to approach that work with a spirit of service. And to serve, you have to listen. And more than that, you really have to listen with respect. So we work to understand what people's needs are, to make sure that there's a values alignment between what we have to offer and what the priorities are for the people that we're saying we want to serve. And then we take our model, uh, which is built around sharing power, both in terms of how that project, that solar project gets constructed, uh, but also how we recruit subscribers, you know, to buy electricity from that project, and we match it to the community's assets. Um, and we bring in partners to help meet the community's related needs. Um, for instance, I was sharing with you a little bit about 
the project that we're working on in Baltimore with the Empowerment Temple. So in addition to bringing training programs forward to help support entrepreneurship and job development opportunities for people who are a part of the empowerment community, you know, we're also helping bring resources to them that are informing a broader vision for sustainability that they're creating, not just for their church campus, but for their neighborhood in West Baltimore. And at times we feel hopeless that even our smallest contributions are even making a dent in these people. What are these major problems that keep you up at night that you do worry about or, or find overwhelming at times? For me personally, some of the civilization challenges that I feel we need to come together to solve, you know, as communities, big ones or small ones, certainly include climate change. Um, it's uh, the result of an infinitesimal range of little activities that happen every day and have been happening for centuries that roll up to a very big problem. You know, but a lot of the challenges of achieving, um, you know, achieving success and combating climate change come down to solving economic um, disparities. You know, how do you create more opportunities for people? And how do you create those opportunities in a way that aren't going to ruin the places that we all live? And to me, the source of inspiration for the, a lot of those solutions is just loving our neighbors as ourselves. We're blessed with so much knowledge today. You know, technology, science, you name it. We're aware of our impacts and we can do better and design around them. And we learn so fast, we can understand much more quickly if something we're doing is gonna hurt us or hurt our neighbors or hurt the next generation who are neighbors in a certain sense too. And when we think about those economic disparities, you know, we, you know, we all read the papers, right? Or we all try not to read the papers. <laughs> Maybe just read the headlines. <laughs> the news is very, very bad a lot of the time these days. Um, but when you look at such an extraordinary concentration of wealth being captured, you know, by a very, very few people in the economy at the global level, um, clearly that's a problem because we may be all getting a little bit better together, but those gaps are getting so much wider. So if we are courageous together, you know, and we come from a place of love for the person, for the people around us at the very local level, you know, we can design small businesses or small business models or programs or products, you know, that are, that are able to help begin to heal those divides too. You know, from Groundswell's perspective, the small step that we can take is sharing power with solar. So that as this massive solar industry just continues to take off and build steam and double and triple and get cheaper and spread all over the world, that is an opportunity to lift people up so that we're rising together. Because I, for one, am going to be extraordinarily disappointed if the rise of clean power in America and in the world just makes the same people that much richer right? New technologies, um, new breakthroughs should be an opportunity for us to rise together and for us to continue to elevate not only lofty environmental goals, um, but to use that opportunity to elevate our fellow man and woman too. I find it very fascinating the way you're connecting the world, its needs on massive scales to individuals. Uh, is faith like playing a role in this for you or can you, you want to talk about that? Yeah, part? absolutely. For me personally and for me as a professional, my faith is my foundation. And it's a very simple charge, but a very transformative one when you seek to apply it across the board in your life to love your neighbor as yourself is 
the root of my work and it's my inspiration. And uh, it gives me hope on tough days. You know, it keeps me going when I'm tired and um, the good that I see uh, that I can do for others, whether that be people I work with or people we serve in the community um, or people I can support uh, just with a kind word um, makes me feel good, you know, at the end of the day and makes me feel like I'm, I'm um, living up to my responsibility uh, to other people I share this beautiful place with. One other thought I'd like to share that, um, you know, in a, in a time in our collective history, you know, not just in America, but all over the world, you know, where we're faced with so many challenges and so much bad news. And um, even, you know, the this beautiful internet that we have that gives us so much connection and information just feels like it's beating us up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with uh, with channels that are just wallowing in it. Um, outrage, you know, driving the media cycle. You know, solutions to these big civilization scale problems can feel so far away. You know, but one of the things that's enabled us, you know, as humanity, as a, as a people together, to achieve great things throughout our history, you know, because we've come a long way. We've even come a long way since 400 years ago, 500 years ago, 50 years ago, for that matter, is the fact that we could look into the future and see a vision and follow that vision. And it's not just one vision, right? It's not just one future that we have, it's many futures. And it's many futures that are guided by local values. Um, a lot of values that we share, but a lot of values that may also be unique to place or to family or to faith in different parts of the world. And if we can take that time to pause together, whether that's something that you do as an individual practice, um, whether that's something you do when you go to church, to just give yourself a break, you know, from the roiling disaster of the uh, morning news and um, think about the futures. You know, think about the futures we could share together. Because even if it's not possible to get there in our own lifetime, you know, the next generation can be that much further down the road. If you want to tell us your story or nominate a Groundbreaker, visit our website at www.groundbreakerspodcast.com and make sure to subscribe on whatever medium you're using to listen to this podcast. Our show this week was produced by Anna Batson, and thank you so much for listening. I'm Sebastian DeBurs, and this is Groundbreakers, the story of social entrepreneurship.